0: Welcome to Recently Logged, where we're talking about the Home 2015 remake. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Recently. (laughs) Oh my god, we do this every single time. We're like, we do the little welcome segment. Well, like we do the welcome, and then then you're you're always like, "Hello," and I'm like, "Yes, welcome." (laughs) Well, yes, here we are. We're Recently Logged. We talk about movies. Occasionally <laughs> we say, uh, too much. Uh, I'm Micah. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> and this week we're talking about the Mitchells versus the machines. Indeed we are new, new Netflix film, new Sony animations film. We're a little late uh, due to us having no sleep due to us working. I was about to say, for the first time like that I can remember in my life, I stayed awake for like almost a full 48 hours with no sleep, and that is not healthy. So, so instead of waking up at 6, watching the movie, recording, and putting it out by 12, Robbie slept till 12, I slept, which I slept was 12 good 12. for us. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to sleep in again tomorrow because I'm still tired. Yeah, I'm probably going to do the same. But... Uh, in that span of time, we watched uh, the Mitchells versus the Machines. Exactly. And it, it and we wanted to talk about it. <laughs> and you know, I feel kind of silly because both on my YouTube channel, kind of, and Films on YouTube, kind of quirky, um, Micah. <laughs> both on my YouTube channel and on here, movie-related things. And tomorrow is May the Fourth. <laughs> we're not doing anything Star Wars related. <laughs> nope, nothing, nothing Star Wars. I don't have related. anything planned on my channel because I just put out a video. And, like, I don't have anything, like, on here that we're doing. We're not doing a Star Wars I mean, movie. I don't see that as a giant loss. It's just sad. Because, you know, like, that's as much as I used to, like... Star Wars used to be, like, my favorite movie series, like, ever. It's not anymore. But, like still want like I still want like, to be like nostalgic and like watch them on May the 4th you know I mean I'm I, like I said I'm planning on watching one of them at least tomorrow just because I haven't I, I really haven't seen like the prequels that much I've seen the original trilogy the most times you haven't even watched uh, the best one that many times oh yeah I should watch Return of the Jedi tomorrow I've only seen I've only seen it one time it's really good <laughs> uh, anyway let's get into our um, basic facts for this episode yes indeed. So, uh, as I said previously, today we're talking about The Mitchells vs. The Machines, which is yes. a 2021 animated Netflix original Sony Pictures <laughs> Wow. It's rated PG. It's 113 minutes. Its little IMDb description is, a quirky dysfunctional <laughs> family's road trip quirky. is upended when they find themselves in the middle of the robot apocalypse and suddenly become apocalypse. humanity's unlikeliest last hope well yes yeah <laughs> it's cast features abby jacobson Heck danny yeah. mcbride and maya <laughs> rudolph <laughs> uh, who's this michael that's the this director michael Re- uh renata renata yeah that's like the only way i would think to pronounce and it and eric andre <laughs> yeah uh. oh and olivia coleman pretty good uh it's directed by michael ryan 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 i love it when directors play like one of the main uh spots in there i actually streets. didn't know that until oh you just didn't now. you didn't know that i uh, see i knew that because i put together the cast list earlier and directed so it's directed by michael and jeff it's co-directed by jeff yes jeff. michael has the highest uh director credit and then co-directed jeff by jeff yeah. rowe yes i would imagine yes. and it's written by both of them as well yeah um not sure there's too much else <laughs> specific i could give i mm-hmm. could like it's like there's literally no uh, no, other <laughs> no other known information no other known info about this movie it's shadowed in darkness <laughs> oh oh right right and it, and a big selling point for a lot of people it is produced by phil lord and chris miller i mean that was a big selling point for me <laughs> I, i've loved their work so far so but yeah that is that's what we're talking about yeah. today uh <laughs> spoilers for this since it just came out like a few days A ago? A few days ago, yeah. probably. I I always forget to do for newer movies, like, spoiler warnings. I know, warnings. right? I realized afterwards that we did no spoiler warnings whatsoever on the movie. For, like, Demon Slayer 2. Yeah, for, like, the like, train. We, I was like, oh, shoot. We God. just spoiled, like, the whole thing. I mean, we, we kept it kind of vague. I don't know. But yeah. anyway. At any rate, spoiler warning. <laughs> yeah, spoiler warning. Uh, <laughs> here we go. We're going to go into our our initial thoughts Basic about the movie. Basic thoughts. Basic. So, Robbie... Yes, Micah? (laughs) (laughs) What are your basic opening initial thoughts Um, on uh, The Mitchell's versus The Machine? If I had to sum up my thoughts about this movie, I would say it is a very fun, uh, hilarious, and visually creative uh, animated movie with a lot of heart behind it. (laughs) <laughs> it's, lots of heart yes. and uh unique animation Very nice animation it's yes. quite quite well edited as quite well, well edited, yes. the lighting looks great the lighting looks great yes uh and the comedy i think and it works really well too so i mean it's it's just I, I don't know. What, like, it's a good movie. It's a solid movie. I, I give it a thumbs up. A solid movie. There you go. You don't even have to listen any further. we got a solid movie from Robbie. Hey, if I give a film solid that it's doing something right, I think. All right. Like is, is, is that your basic thoughts? I guess, yeah. I, I mean, like, if I, if I wanted to go into more stuff about it, I feel like I'd just get into, like, everything. Yeah. So. Um, what, what did you think so, of the missiles versus the machines? So, Mitchell's my basic thought of the missiles versus the machines is that it's very fun. Uh, yes. It's probably so far anyway I know we're very (laughs) little into the year but so far it's my favorite from the year I haven't even watched Uh, anything this year man (laughs) Uh, it's got really nice animation some fun unique real feeling characters uh, some pretty good voice acting some great lighting uh, some pretty decent direction some cool stylization and also (laughs) some big ish problems for me I mean, I wouldn't say big. Mainly mainly, its structure, which again, we'll get into yeah, more yeah. later. And kind of its comedy. I know you said you like its comedy, like but there's, its there's comedy. just something about it. Like, it works in movie for me, but really, like, I think of almost any joke outside of, like, watching the movie. And I'm just like, eh. eh yeah. I don't know. I... Uh, but yeah <laughs> but yeah let's get let's get into let's, it more and look, let's go into the main discussion The main discussion the half hour part of the podcast. Do, 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 do. so um do you have any opening questions for us i do i do micah really yeah um, really, what do you think that uh, this movie has? Uh, if yeah, multiple unique things going before it, but one of the unique things I wanted to, to chat about to discuss, to discuss, if you will, yeah. Yeah. Um, is what did you think of the animation in this movie? It, it incorporates some different elements. Uh, so, as we already said, the lighting is pretty great. I it? think this is a pretty. Frickin' darn good-looking movie. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I love this new trend of, um, like, 2D layered on 3D animation. I think it looks really good. Like, even something like Bendy and the Ink Machine, the game has kind of that style going for it. Yeah. And, like, I just think it looks so good and almost, like, timeless. (laughs) And, like, man, it's. I think it even works... I don't want to say better but I, I almost want to say better than Spider-Verse because some moments in Spider-Verse, it doesn't quite... Uh, for me, anyway, it doesn't fully get the effect are going for. I, I don't know if I'd go that far. Whereas this, I never, I never felt like it broke that 2D-3D combination effect. Like, sometimes when I'm watching Spider-Verse, I just see kind of, like, the 3D <laughs> models with effects put over them but I, mean, I never yeah. got that broken. Like, like, and again, they both look beautiful. I was about to say compare. like this one isn't going for as um, thick of lighting, like lighting spaces yeah. as spider is. like spider Verse has a lot more grand sets in it than yeah. this. Well, I shouldn't say a the lot. The colors but... <laughs> in this though are gorgeous. <laughs> this has an amazing color palette. I love, I love this movie's like color and lighting, like from an animation standpoint, you got, like, a 10 of 10 from me. <laughs> yeah, whoever whoever did the, uh, like, storyboarding and, uh, like, concept art for this did a great job. And, you know, it may Good it stuff. may have been, like, a 9 out of 10, but then you have the, the dinosaur. <laughs> oh, my gosh, the dinosaur statue. That's just too beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true art, Michael. It, it is true art, and I love that it has, like, an in-universe <laughs> random explanation for it. Yeah, I was about to say, if you want to hear some fun facts about this movie, you can follow the director on Twitter, and he tweets out a, cool, a bunch of cool behind-the-scenes stuff for it, right? Like, or at least he has been. Like the weird-looking dinosaur. <laughs> the, in the dinosaur. Dino thing, shop. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> what do you? What about you? Like, I know I just, I mean, like, there's not much to say. It's gorgeous animation, but I don't know. Do you have anything specific to add? I think it gives it this kind of um, tangible feeling that 3D doesn't a lot of the time. Yeah, which is what's so nice about it, especially for like uh, emotional yeah, no, movies n- like this. Why I think this is like my new favorite style of animation, like this sort of very mixed 2D, 3D bag mm-hmm. is that it gives you almost total immersion And whereas, like, like, like you have, like, the 3D elements that look so good in movement, Mm -hmm. and then you have the 2D elements that look stylized enough to get you to not be like, wow, look at that 3D model walking (laughs) across the screen. Yeah. Um, Like... Something like, I don't know why my mind jumped to this first, <laughs> but Zootopia, if you look at like Zootopia's animation, <laughs> it looks very sterile. Like everything, like it looks good, but everything looks say, very... I would say the character movements are good in Zootopia. Like, yeah, but like textures wise, yeah, like just looking so, at a yeah. frame of Zootopia and Zootopia is just one instance. Yeah, Most 3D saying. animated movies are like this. They look very kind of... Plain. I was about to say, you get the you get the benefit of the like smoothness and grandness of three D, but with the benefit of like the expressiveness and natural raw feeling of two D. Yeah, and I and I mean there's a lot of movies that pull off straight three D really yeah. well. Like the like stuff like the How to Train Your Dragon movie, the third one looks like fantastic at its animation so i'm not saying like ah 3d animation is terrible (laughs) claymation is still the best or stop motion of some kind stop motion is the most timeless stop motion is so good but uh yeah like (laughs) the animation is definitely a major standout of this which is why we've probably given it so much time yeah um i do have a question though all right what's your question (laughs) what's your favorite scene or sequence oh boy oh boy (laughs) Uh, for those who don't know, Micah asks this literally every episode. <laughs> it's just a good question, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting thing to talk about. Um, ugh, favorite, it's hard for this one, Favorite though. scene or sequence? Hmm, That's a tough one. I was a fool and didn't think about it when we were I, watching the today. I have no clue what I'm going to think. Um, I might have to go with the road trip section that's really fun i really like like the road trip montage. yeah like the initial montage is really fun i really like the mall sequence too that set piece is really fun um and there's a lot of like really funny jokes in that um (laughs) ah gosh what else could i pick i mean the ending is obviously really great um that's like one of the standout scenes in the entire movie but i don't know there's a lot of good yeah, stuff I here. Yeah, think, I think the opening of this movie is pretty rough. I wouldn't grab anything from the opening pacing-wise. And, like, I would, like, think of a scene and then it's just kind of... I don't know. Like, the opening of this movie for me feels mm-hmm. very, very, very by-the-books to me. Like, just from a structure standpoint. Like a paint-by-color yeah, animated movie opening. <laughs> yeah, it's like a very animated movie opening, but also it's really poorly paced. yeah. I mean the pacing, especially around the first act, is pretty rough. Yeah, no, the pacing isn't as bad as you go on, but um, yeah, no, once once you once the movie gets into the groove that it sets, it 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 is pretty great. <laughs> but yeah, I think my favorite scene would probably probably be all the stuff like I don't know, like like all the stuff at the Dino <laughs> Stop. Like oh, I love that, that stuff is that really stuff. good. Yeah, like especially even when you get like the first introduction to the robots. You get a lot of some of the best, like, dialogue between... I mean, that's um, all one scene. Yeah? Yeah. Mm, yeah, but I'm... It's a long scene. <laughs> yeah, you get all of the dialogue between um, the brother and the sister that mm-hmm. I think are, is really good. And, like, you set up a bunch of conflict. And the dinosaur like, jokes are pretty And funny. the dinosaur jokes. And you have the dinosaur. <laughs> Not to mention the guy that likes fun is... Uh pretty funny too <laughs> i like fun uh, trust me you don't like fun no i really do no, i really do a lot of do. people, say, lot that of people say that about me <laughs> uh but yeah i would probably cite that as just my favorite section obviously the ending is really good but like yeah. that is the standout section in my mind like that's just the most yeah, memorable section where they're really hitting their stride and everything. I was comedy, about to say animation. the, like the dialogue and different parts of that scene are like segmented and paced really well. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a good, good, a good spot of filmmaking. And honestly, from there on out, I think is when the movie really hits its stride yeah, in no, general. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. I mean, like there's some, there's some really good stuff. There's some pretty emotional stuff in the first act. Yeah. But once the actual, like, second act starts is when it, I think, gets really good. Yeah, like, I'm not saying, like, the beginning is terrible, (laughs) but, like, it was noticeably enough, like, weirdly paced that when I was watching it the first time... When they're at the Eric Andre Tech Convention, (laughs) the Eric Andre Tech Convention, (laughs) and like the robots like immediately like immediately go evil. I was like, wait, really? Wait, what? Like, (laughs) what? (laughs) This isn't like a fake out or something. Like, yeah, no, I I'd have to agree there. Like during the first little section there, the first act, if you will, I was like, I really hope the rest of the movie isn't this roughly paced cuz like it's not egregious obviously i think it's pretty solid on the whole it just really drags down the first part a little bit yeah and i don't know and a lot of the jokes and stuff too and just like a lot of the setup in the beginning i'm not the biggest fan of really? like i really don't like the whole be- uh, like laptop breaking thing yeah that scene isn't um, great Especially compared to some of the rest of the stuff, it doesn't have the, it doesn't give itself enough time for that to have the weight. Yeah, it should. and I'm and I'm really glad they didn't pull like a Merida boat thing. <laughs> Because I hate when they do that with objects like oh that. Oh my gosh, Brave um, Mike. <laughs> but like at least they at least they toned it back. But hey, I was this, worried this movie works a lot better than Brave. I was worried they were gonna kick off the movie with like a Merida Bow type oh, situation. And I was like, uh Why'd you have to bring up Brave Mike? <laughs> but like as much as I think um I just lost her name. It's Katie. Yeah, Katie. Yeah, as much as I think Katie's character works, like I think Katie and um, it's a great one of the most like empathetic and relatable characters I think in to 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 recent memory from a modern movie. Like Katie and Aaron, I think work really well. Their dynamic is great together. Um, I think like this opening just is so weird. Like it just feels so blocky for me, even with them. And, like, I don't I, I don't really know how they could do it better. Like, even, like, the Eric Andre tech convention thing, like, with how they wanted to do I the rest of the movie, I don't know if they shouldn't have just, like, cut out the tech convention thing. I wouldn't. I, I would just give the entire first act a little more padding, I think. Yeah. It, it just throws you right into it and doesn't give you too much time to, like, get your footing. I, w- I would just add in, like, a few scenes... I would probably cut beforehand. down from some of the second act too if you did that. Yeah, no, obviously you'd trim out like some of the like more superfluous like road trip stuff from act 2, but I I think if they padded up and got you used to the dynamic of the family yeah. a little first and introduced you to the Eric Andre guy Cause like, cause like, a little bit, a, like they had a bunch of conflict or plot points that could have been home movies done in like the first 20 minutes. Of the thing, like from the robots turning bad to with setting up Eric Andre and <laughs> yeah. the phone to the computer thing to the her getting accepted to college like immediately, <laughs> like there's just so much that happens in that. Yeah, first I mean, bit. it gives you a lot of information, and it just doesn't stagger it well. Yeah, which is why I was saying I would just pad up the first couple acts, establish the world a little bit more before the robots come. That sort of thing, like I, but that's just me. I, I think it would help it quite a bit which I will say that like on a like on a rewatch it was a little bit better yeah no I, I think I think it was better I, I didn't think it was that bad to begin with and I think well, it was no, a little more watchable this time I don't even. think it was terrible but yeah it definitely was more watchable and I think you get a lot more of the emotional weight in the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. if you've already seen the rest of the movie <laughs> yeah I mean obviously, it provides a lot of emotional context throughout the rest of the movie which yeah. is I mean half the point of the movie you know <laughs> uh, but do you have a do you have another question i do um what do you think from like a screenwriting perspective of the two defective robots um like they're being real there? they're real interesting and i thought about them <laughs> i a just lot. think it's an interesting like thing to include in in the screen yeah i was thinking about them a lot because they're they're very plot convenient well Um, i mean yeah (laughs) (laughs) and, and like they're funny but do they really add that much like if you if you break them down like they're there and and they make sense from a plot point like standpoint like from like in universe it makes sense that they would be there but like they're there for telling the heroes what they can do. I was about to say they're they're kind of like the quest guides like from they're like the ghosts from destiny. <laughs> yeah, which isn't terrible yeah, and no. I think they have some really funny stuff. And th- they 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 have a great uh, dynamic like in the family. Yeah, I would say. They work well with the family, but again with this movie, I think it's another one of the things that they kind of do in a weirdly paced fashion. Because I feel like they don't really have any good use in the dynamic. Like, they work with the dynamic, but they don't really do much with them. I would argue that it helps, like, um, you know how in the first leg of the road trip, like, things are kind of tense, like, blah, 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 that sort of thing? They help provide that, like... um. Like third party to talk to yeah. so that they don't like lose their minds. in yeah, the car. to where it's not to where it's not just like an insane amount of conflict in the car. <laughs> exactly. No, like they make sense. Yeah. No, I just thought it was interesting. But yeah, it is interesting because they are just kind of conveniently there to be like, ah, oh, yes, the kill code. We do have a kill code. How did she figure it out? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they they do mention it on the live stream. Well, she wasn't watching that part yet. Wasn't she? If you recall, like, yeah, no, she said, she said, like, obtain like a kill code if we have, if there is one, or something oh, like that. Interesting. I always, I, I, because I thought after they first announce it, and then it cuts back to the, do you have a credit card, joke, <laughs> which is quite funny. Um, I thought, I thought, I mean, I guess we don't see her still watching it, but oh, well, I just assumed that she didn't just from like comments <laughs> about like, yeah, her yeah, not no, I'm just saying, actually was, I always code. assumed that she knew, but. I mean, I could just be assuming incorrectly. I could just be assuming, assuming <laughs> incorrectly. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just think... I, I don't know of too many, like, robots taking over the world, but there's a few de- defective robots that are nice, except for something like... Um, WALL-E. Robots. <laughs> and Wally. <laughs> <Yeah>. But, um... <laughs> Like I think there's some interesting plot, like convenient things that they just kind of there, yeah, like, like, just like the whole little... like even like the router going out and them somehow still being there when all the rest of the paltech well, goes I mean, out. they weren't they weren't dependent on it in the first place, you could argue, but I mean, yeah, no, like there yeah, there's stuff like that where it just feels kind of weird, like, okay, yeah, I mean, they're robots. So they're kind of overpowered compared yeah, to the Yeah and humans. it kind of lands and some of their humor kind of lands into this weird feeling I get with the comedy from this movie and I don't know what that feeling really is. But it's almost <laughs> like the, like this like it's almost like I I don't think the comedy is like that good but yet somehow like I really don't know how to describe it. I don't know what you mean. Like, you're in the mall like scene, like, like, even their lines about, like, are you my mother now? And stuff like that. I feel like just feel really. I don't want to say normal, but like very baseline humor. And even all of their internet jokes and stuff and their Wi Fi stuff. I feel like this. I mean, it's like it's like cloudy with a chance of meatball style humor, but without all of the irony. Yeah, I was about to say it feels a little generic, I would say, in its comedy, but it's still funny. Like, I think that's my biggest problem with this movie is that, like, (laughs) there's so much that feels unique about it. But I feel like it's overshadowed by the plot and the comedy being pretty darn generic. See, I wouldn't I wouldn't go like my opening joke like with the opening of the of the episode was that this is pretty much just home and it pretty much is and I mean, there's a yeah, lot of plots kind of really similarly <laughs> like this with like families or like a father daughter relationship or like a father son relationship. Just like it's a very generic story, even if there's a lot of unique elements in it. I mean yeah, but I wouldn't I wouldn't call that a fault with it I don't know, it just gives me this vibe and like the comedy Star Wars is a very generic story. Yeah, well. <laughs> at least the original trilogy. <laughs> Star Wars was yeah, kind of helped to make that story yeah, exactly. generic. That's what I'm saying. Like I I don't hold story structuring against no, a movie unless like, I don't think it's watching. I don't, it it, I don't watchable, hold it against like, it per se, but like I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe what I'm going. I for. I really don't know it what it It gives going this there. kind of meh vibe to the whole movie. Like, the comedy and the plot make me less likely to want to watch it again. I feel like maybe what you're saying is, like, given other movies you've seen with the similar plot line that were just kind of mediocre to bad, like this having the same plot it kind of feels like wow why isn't this like bad you know no it's, it's not no? even it's not even that I just, I don't I don't know how to describe <laughs> it it's literally like I, I see this I see the comedy I see the plot and I'm just like really we don't have anything like better than this like this is what we have like it just feels so basic so uninteresting to me like it just called uh basic. No, and the I know the basic car. And I know like <laughs> like there's so much about this that's unique. It's got like the protagonist is really unique, the relationships are all you like like there's so much about yeah. it that's unique. It's even stylized in a way that's pretty unique. But like I feel like that uniqueness feels so false or surface, like level. surface level to me purely aesthetic kind of thing yeah purely aesthetic almost because underneath it's pretty much just your average kids movie with your average structured plot that has the whole emotional reveal at the end with the average style villain and pretty average feeling like it's from 2010 comedy i guess i could see that and I, I like i could see that but I, I wouldn't go to the extreme that you're going well well like, I still really like this movie. I gave it four stars. I, I said it's, like, one of my favorite from the year so far. Which it is there hasn't, my favorite. Yeah, I was about to say, it is my favorite the from the year. <laughs> but, like, just the entire time both watches, that kind of overshadowed, like, my watch for it. And, like I said, it feels similar to something like Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Because Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs has a very similar vibe. It's very similarly structured. And it's got, like, a very similar comedy But it does something like, I don't, I don't know. Do you know what I'm going for? (laughs) That X factor? Like it's got something that like (laughs) makes the comedy that's like that usually come off ironic. And like that, that is the joke that it's this, the comedy like that. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Like I, I, having seen the movie, I get what you're saying, but it's just not that big of a flaw to me, you know? Yeah, but it, I mean that's that's your opinion. So yeah, and I'll I'll stop talking about this. <laughs> I was about to say I'm we doing, spent like ten minutes. Just I'm doing a really Mike bad a trying, job to trying to describe why going. I feel kind of weird about this movie. Why I don't think it measures up with a lot of like new animated movies. And I think that's the thing. I wouldn't be so on this about it if it wasn't for so many people around me being like oh it's the next spider-verse it's the next cloudy with a chance of meatballs. i mean it's, yeah i i think it's definitely a few pegs down from something like spider-verse or cloudy yeah, with a people chance keep of comparing it to all of these like because they're other all of, like movies, some of yeah. my favorite animated movies and i'm like it really just doesn't measure up like like for a for in like a, a sony animated kids movie I would it's be great. like, yeah, this is like pretty darn good. It's better than most DreamWorks Sony <laughs> Disney movie that comes out. Oh uh, well <laughs> have they, have they even put out like a good movie. They besides put out Despicable like Me? one good movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah. Um do no, I No, I, I get that. But yeah. Do I have another question? I don't know. Do <laughs> What do you think of Pal as the antagonist? Um, I actually really like Pal. And, like, even though she gives some pretty heavy, like, meat-fisted uh, monologues a lot of the time, I, I still really like her as a villain. I just wish, like I said earlier, they would have padded a little more of the first act where, like, it shows uh, Eric Andre. Yeah. <laughs> Pad a little like, bit with Pal. Yeah, like... And Have her feel like a more like natural part of the world, and like everyone actually has like a, a positive feeling about like digital assistance and stuff, which Katie. isn't necessarily like the baseline for the yeah, real they use, world. they use Pal like once, like normally. Like, yeah, I was like about Katie to say Katie uses uh, Pal once for the flight, tickets. For the flight yeah. tickets, and that's it. So she seems pretty obsolete anyway. And then like you spend literally two seconds. Like Eric Andre is yeah. like. You've always meant so much to me. <laughs> Just keep calling America. Okay. <laughs> and then he throws it away. And that's it. That's all the setup you get. And you know Pal's gonna be the villain. Like unless they're gonna pull a twist, which is the like they don't do. <laughs> yeah. And... That would have been really dumb, dude. <laughs> no, it would have been, but like there's so little time. Like Pal gets two seconds of not being the villain. Yeah. No, I I really like usually Uh, I'm not going to say usually, that's a generalization, but sometimes (laughs) in, like, kids' animated movies, the villains can feel really dumb and, like, just... No, I don't think she feels ...filler, but I'm saying, like, this is an exception to that. I'm saying, like, wow, like, even though she has very obvious, like, motivations and a very obvious point, like, she doesn't feel boring or, like, an uninteresting villain to the movie. I think the only part that I didn't like Big time about her, and it feeds into that. I feel like like <laughs> it feeds into that. Like this feels so normal vibe. Uh-huh. Is that while they have this big blaring music and all of our heroes are in, separated and doing <laughs> their own things, she's giving a super generic monologue about humans. Like, yeah, I don't know that whole thing in the third act where she pulls out the video. That that bothers eh, me. Like yeah. she pulls out the video. She's like, like what's the point? Like, she's giving this monologue about why humans suck to just a bunch of robots. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) I always think about that. I'm like, they... they. She has, like, the robots, like, in a little, like, command center. I'm like, why not just have, like an actual, like, computer inside the, like, inside your factory doing all of this. Right. Instead of a bunch of robots acting like humans doing it. Right, and, like, it's just, <laughs> I don't know. That, like, like, and that leans into what I was talking about earlier, if it feels so, like, really, this is the best we could do, that, like, when she's just, like, sitting there giving, like, just this very basic... Like, oh, look at this family. They're so flawed. Mm. <laughs> Humans sure are, aren't are worth saving. <laughs> and, like, I'm just like... But this isn't even the main point of the movie. <laughs> like, the whole emotional, like, drive of the movie is Katie and Mitch. Yeah, Mitch. The Mitch Mitchell, right? <laughs> I think Mitch, so, yeah yes. Katie and the dad. That's the emotional, like thing of the story is essentially that's the yeah that's the core of the movie and like you got the brother he's sad about it which like honestly like they do such a good job with his character for real though (laughs) (laughs) um and then you got the dad being typical animation dad <laughs> typical animation dad <laughs> poor poor dad's in animation they i got know bad right rap. <laughs> that's why robots is my favorite animated movie because <laughs> it has a positive dad role model <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's, a, he's an a24 dad micah <laughs> right like, i don't know what to tell you man like animated movie dads get like a terrible rip. <laughs> and this is no exception <laughs> But, like, I feel like you have that, and then this feels kind of just like, ah, listen to the villain giving their big speech. Yeah, I mean, it's a little just, like, tacked on. But, I mean, she obviously needed a motivation for, like the movie that... yeah, but she had already stated her motivations yeah. she even had like the whole thing with eric andre being like oh don't say because love <laughs> and i liked that scene yeah no that was a good scene <laughs> <laughs> um excellent scene must <laughs> say. but yeah i don't know do you have another question i do um what do you think of we, we mentioned it has a unique animation style um what do you think of the way it's exaggerated cartoon like expressiveness which if you've seen the movie you you know what i'm talking about what do you you think of how that incorporates into the movie and how i think it's a narrative device to help put us in the mindset of katie yeah i was about to say like it really works and i think that's the whole story strength yeah being from katie's perspective honestly i feel like and, and this is just, like, personal headcanon. <laughs> it is a, quote-unquote, live-action movie, and through Katie's eyes, she sees things. Because it opens up with that picture mm-hmm. frame of humans, and, like, I'm, like... And, and not, like, oh, there's actually a live-action movie taking. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, because the movie is from Katie's perspective, it is this goofy I animation. Mean, you know, actually... Honestly, I was kinda of thinking that like in my mind, I'm like, I wonder if this is like an exaggerated version of what's happening just because Katie is so obsessed with movies, you know? Right. Like they, <laughs> they do so much stuff that where they're like, This isn't a movie and <laughs> this isn't gonna happen and they literally have it happening. Like you could go all like full in depth like Pan's labor <laughs> <a> style like <laughs> No, you could go full Pan's (laughs) Labyrinth-style theory of being like, this is all taking place inside of Katie's imagination. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, and even then, that would just, like, it would be all the better for it, like... Yeah, but, like, the animation (laughs) and... Like on its own is very fun and stylized. Oh, so and gives fun. you in that, and then not only that, but you have like even more like K D two D stuff popping over it, which is really fun. I was about to say like just the more uh, rewatching it was very helpful because you notice even more of like the small details, which I mean like I like to think that it's a way to visually punctuate what Katie's thinking a lot of the time. Yeah, and I mean, like you said and earlier... It's, ah, it's so good. Because, like, I'd like to mention I'm being pretty hard on it Yeah, right I was now. about to say, Mikey, you sounded like you didn't like it very much. I'm being pretty hard <laughs> on it, but like Robbie said earlier, it, there's a lot of heart that was put into this oh. movie. Like, f- and that's what shines through. Mm-hmm. As much as I will, like, be like, oh, I didn't like this, and it kind of over... Like, it's kind of always there in the back of my mind while watching it. What really shines through is the heart that was put into the I was movie. about to say, what shines through is that freaking amazing uh, emotional core and family dynamic with really great animation around it is is really the what makes this movie so special. Yeah, and like... Like, you have so much detail like that that's punctuating, and you see all this detail and Mm. love that's put into it, and really what works so well about this movie, and what needs to work so well, is Katie, the dad, and the brother. The mom, uh, uh, whatever. (laughs) I was about to say, she's like the most (laughs) underwhelming part of this, I think. She's there for posy jokes. (laughs) I mean, the posy jokes are pretty funny. Yeah, no, the posy jokes are funny, but still. (laughs) Like... There's so much heart, and I, and I wonder, I wonder, I don't have any information on this, it wasn't listed mm-hmm. anywhere on IMDb, but at the end of the movie, right at the beginning of the credits, you have the whole, the real Mitchell family thing, mm-hmm. and it's from the main director, yeah. it's his family and like i wonder if this is inspired kinda by something kind of like kind of like through. la la land is to emma stone kind of thing where it's like semi a biopic about her moving to la <laughs> yeah like like where it's like this was like my experience uh-huh. and then i took that experience made this family to express it and uh-huh. put them through these situations yeah. like i wonder if there's something like that behind it because it feels so personal and real I was through about some to of say, those elements um Me being like literally the same age as Katie is in this movie and having just uh, graduated and I want to go to film school. I was like, bro, she's literally me. Hey, look, it's literally me. Exactly, yeah. Bro, when when they started showing the archive footage, and I'm like, wait, this is 2003. She's like one years old. I'm like, bro, we're probably like canon the same age. How is this happening right now? Canon, same age. I mean, yeah, she's going to college in 2020, canon in the movie. It's weird. I don't know. It's just because I've never had a protagonist in a movie that like fits me. That one. Well. You gonna you gonna go and uh, go go and do the slip and slide in the dorms? <laughs> yeah, sure. I uh, mean, slip and slides are fun as long as you got something good to patch your ending. I'm making, life I'm long, making long lifelong <laughs> uh, uh Good stuff. Not to mention, okay, we didn't even bring this up. What's your favorite um other movie reference in this movie, Micah? Because there are a lot of them, quite a few. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Dang, I'm blanking on all of like the specific refer. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, duh. This was just one of like the most memorable things, like funny mm-hmm. things that they did for me personally, was the stupid Mad Max joke with putting. <laughs> oh my god! <gosh. laughs> like they reference Mad Max several times, but like when they actually think- put uh, Monchi on the. Fr- <laughs> I was actually going to say that as my favorite <laughs> one because Manchi being strapped to the front of the car is not only a great payoff to the Mad Max thing, it's also a really funny and inventive use for a one-off joke Right, that becomes like plot relevant. Uh, I, I, I think it's really funny. I think it's funny. I love Monchi it's like, uh, and like Mad Max. Also, I love Muscle uh, Manchi. Muscle Monchi, muscle in, Monchi the, in the 2D. The 2D, yeah. uh, 2D Muscle Monchi. Quite good. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I would say that. I mean, there's like tons of movie, like yeah, tons no. <laughs> of movie references sprinkled throughout this. Um, Not to mention, uh, Dog Cop Five is dude. Dog literally, cop. I want to. It's so good. Uh, they better release <laughs> me some Dog Cop movies. I was sometimes. about to say. I was telling Micah on the rewatch. Um, That they should on the Blu-ray have, um, like a dog cop supercut where it's like a, like a minute and a half long short film yeah, with all the dog cop stuff. Even if they did like, and I know they don't really have a platform with it, like Sony anyway, because like (laughs) Disney plus exists. So Pixar can do their shorts and things Uh like that. Cause that's the perfect kind of thing for what I'm Mm. saying. Like if they did with some (laughs) new animators, made some dog cop shorts, (laughs) I think that would be amazing. Um, what about a Jade Runner 2049? Okay, the Jade Runner 2049 <laughs> username. I'm so glad you saw that the second time because it's so it's so good. But yeah, the uh, <laughs> Jade I guess, I was about to say the main love interest, but their their relationship or quote unquote relationship is hardly in. Yeah, the I was movie. about to say it's hardly in the movie. I was just gonna say like Katie's friend that she hasn't met um, yet from college. But Jade, uh, <laughs> the Jade Runner twenty forty nine. Her username on Instagram is Jade Runner twenty forty nine. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, I appreciate. It. That's what that's what bumped it to a four <laughs> instead of a three and a half. Yeah, I almost gave this a three and a half on the rewatch. There's, I mean, I can see it. If I was being super cynical, I would give yeah, it a Yeah, that's a half. the thing. If you if you if you like go super cynical on this movie, there are several things that I would be like, uh, which I have been a little <laughs> yeah. bit like uh on it. Uh. But like at the end of the day, at the end of the day, who cares? <laughs> yeah, what you get at the end of the day is the message of the movie and you get the heart of the movie and you get the fantastic performances from those three main leads. Mhm. And like, and you get all of the literal comedic gold of Manchi the pug, which <laughs> like, I mean, like honestly, I think that's all of the stuff involving Manchi is honestly the funniest stuff, <laughs> right? Uh, I think, I think like Manchi is great. I think using Katie's film as the, her way to express herself as a character, like a lot of times in movies you'll have filmmakers who are just making, like, <laughs> weird films, and they don't really mean anything. Like, even something like uh, Frank and Weenie, he's, <laughs> Frank making, and... he's making movies, but they don't really mean yeah, anything. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't think, for uh, like, uh, Victor's short film at the beginning of Frank and Weenie really recontextualizes anything for Whereas him. Katie, and she even says, like, her line of, this is how I experience yeah. stuff. Like, yeah. her her short films and stuff in the movie are such a great way of, like... Showing a stylized version of even the stylized version of what we're getting. Exactly. No, no, the use of Katie's actual, like, filmography in the movie is brilliant i think like that's honestly one of the smartest things that this movie does yeah no i, I love that in it because like a lot of things would just have her making stupid <laughs> films because oh my she's gosh Micah, film school. <laughs> i saw on twitter someone had like paused the movie to see like the different flaws popping up when they did the uh scanning thing and one of the flaws was uh doesn't uh, makes goofy films because she's afraid that if she actually tried to make something good, she would fail, kind of thing. And I'm like, oh my god, dang! Please help me. I have been emotionally destroyed. Dang. And I'm like, yikes. Yeah, no. There, there's a... <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> no one cuts deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no like i wish mm, there's so many like good character stuff like the the screenplay understands these characters so well yeah and that's why i really uh, that's why i really so said like i feel like this has to come from a personal place exactly the writing. <laughs> yeah like especially the way they frame up the opening and the credits uh-huh. like i'm like come on this has got to be This <laughs> has got to be based off of something because like wow it feels so real such an amazing job at making the relationship so feel so real and so natural mm-hmm. and for as, as much as some of the stuff in this feels unnatural to me personally some of the comedy and stuff which it doesn't do at me. <laughs> the end of the day what you get is just that natural like mm. relationships Delicious. and conflict. <laughs> and conflict that doesn't feel stupid. Oh yeah. The conflict no. never feels It doesn't feel manufactured, which is really uh like something to praise in the modern kids' movie landscape. Yeah, and like even even like that that thing where I said with the robot or pal or whatever playing the clip of like Katie mm. saying that stuff. Yeah. Um like I they even didn't give it as much attention as a lot of um movies yeah would, I was about to say to that could have been conflict I was about to say that could have been the entire like third act conflict for like something like I don't know the small foot or I yeah don't know, just like something some, like that something dumb like that yeah kids movies or family movies movies do for that, that a man. lot they'll have something where somebody agrees to do something a character says something <laughs> something behind somebody's back it comes back at the end and it right comes after, back after they've grown right after so much. they've Grown so much together and they're like oh my gosh i can't it was all a lie this? like even even the movie we just watched upstairs 10 things i hate about you oh, yeah. does something similar and then mm-hmm. resolves it in a way that i think doesn't yeah no it that. handles it handles its reveal upset at the end quite well and I mean, this, so does this and this does something a, yeah. relatively similar yeah but that just shows the kind of I guess I would say maturity it handles mm-hmm. its characters with. No, yeah, no, I would say maturity. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> Which is funny for this movie. <laughs> um Yeah, no. It's I, in, in in conclusion, it's a great movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I would say great. I know for 4 stars is pretty high up. Like uh, I literally I would say really good. My qualification for saying something is great is if I rate it 4 or higher. <laughs> I would say me? it's really good. I would say it's a really good movie. I don't know if I'd go great. I okay. feel like great for me is four and a half. Okay. Well, I mean, that's your priority. <laughs> <laughs> like, great like is four and a half, five for me, you know? Like, okay. if I'm like, that's a great movie, a great I'm movie. like, I fully endorse that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Do you have anything else to add for Um us? Another question. Yeah, because I feel like there, there, there could be some more stuff that we could talk about. Um, but, I mean... I don't know. I feel like we've covered a lot of the main stuff, like, that I would want to cover, you know? Yeah, like, I, like what I'm thinking is, like, I'm sure there's a lot of smaller stuff that I mean, we could like break down and talk about, but I... I think... Okay, here's something I wanted to bring up. With the mom... Uh, <laughs> the mom. <laughs> just the mom, I think. Because, um, obviously, she's there to, uh, like help the dynamic between uh katie and her dad obviously yeah um in the third act she's just kind of there because they've already grown like past that obviously and i i don't know she just i i'm not a huge fan of her in the third act i think honestly that's the only joke that doesn't quite land with yeah, me i didn't think that joke landed the mom, well either, like the, the mom going crazy but and... i've never been crazy about like the overprotective like uh, mama bear kind of jokes in most yeah, kids movies i don't think like, they work very well most of the time but like in as much know. as <laughs> and, I, and i feel like this is stupid of me to say but i thought <laughs> this both times i watched this as stupid. much as this movie is like obviously unrealistic <laughs> i felt like it was unrealistic for even their universe <laughs> i was about to say that that's she the just only kind time the universe crazy feels, yeah. and like destroys these robots literally made to, to be unbeatable, be unbeatable. and they can literally like separate their body and like wrap around things and yet she's like just destroying them because yeah. no honestly I was going to bring that up because it that's the only time the movie feels like it breaks the logic of its universe a little bit which I mean obviously not to like its fatality like oh no yeah. it's a bad movie now <laughs> no that is one point where I feel like it breaks yeah. its own like I said it feels stupid for this movie to say for this movie because there's so much stupid Stuff that happens, but it, it is a very grounded movie in its own yeah. universe. But it, I feel like that is one thing that breaks its own logic. Yeah, I mean, like, sure, I'm sure some people found it funny. It just wasn't my taste. You know, yeah, I just wanted to bring it up because, like, like she it, doesn't have much to do in I the third. Like, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like there's a joke like that in something like. Yeah, I feel like there isn't like something that like crudes and that's the level that's the quality level that kind of joke Croods. that kind of joke is put for me. Oh my gosh. I think you're right. I think something like that does happen in crudes. Yeah, like that's that's the quality level joke that I put that at. Yeah. Which not, isn't terrible. Not terrible. I like no, the crudes, yeah. like the first one anyway. <laughs> yeah, the first um, one's pretty good. But like that is the tier level of that's movies funny, that actually. I would put that kind of a joke at. Yeah, no, that... I just wanted to bring that up because that's like the I I don't want to say the biggest problem. I had with the movie, <laughs> that's the biggest problem. But I like that's the scene. That's the thing that sticks out in my mind. Is like if I could change something, that's what I would change. But yeah, I feel like know? there's a lot of stuff like that that feels very plot convenient for the movie for me. And I think I mean? feel like that plays into what I was saying earlier. It feels not lazy, like lazily written for like obviously the main conflict of the story. Which, again, is kind of why saying some of this stuff as critiques makes it kind of obsolete, because what matters is the relationships. Yeah. But, like, a lot of the jokes and stuff they use for plot convenience, like, even, like, all of the people with the wife, the free Wi-Fi getting into the thing, like, there's, there's so many... <laughs> that was that was kind of dumb, yeah. There's so many jokes that I feel like are kind of dumb just <laughs> to allow plot convenience, if that makes sense. Like, I mean, I wouldn't say just to allow it. It's also... Put there to be funny. Like. Yeah, but I feel like it doesn't work super well for me. Like the mom yeah, kind of going I crazy mean, yeah. and taking out the ultra powerful robots. <laughs> Stuff like that is what kind of. There are a couple. Yeah, it kind of drags it down a little. Yeah, but no, yeah. I, I could see that. I don't think that's, that's a valid. big I don't think, like I said, I don't think it's a big thing. Yeah. But like the scene where. They're like, they turn off the Wi-Fi. I kind of dislike (laughs) that scene quite a bit. I mean, I thought it was kind of funny. Like, it obviously not like great yeah like, it just yeah. used those very typical like oh unbox this in front of me <laughs> does anybody <laughs> Okay want... that's the dumbest one for sure I <laughs> like I thought the can someone take a does anyone want to take a picture of my food one was pretty dumb but like the unbox this in front of and, me is even dumber and even like the make the sacrifice to the router <laughs> Okay thing. the sacrifice was kind of funny though like like that one was a little bit more but just like that whole yeah. montage of things falls into that category of like I'm just like I eh. just kind of rolled my eyes a little yeah yeah I'm just kinda kind of like this is kind of mid for me yeah it just feels like low-hanging fruit kind of like yeah like anyone who spent any time on the internet would make those jokes yeah like but which I i which i saw somebody else i forget who who used that as a criticism of the movie it was like, a lot of the stuff in this is just exactly what you would expect, expect anybody who went onto the internet <laughs> to make jokes about. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously there's some pretty broad crit- uh, critiques of the internet and internet culture, but I mean, like... I can't really fault the movie for that. It works pretty well most yeah, of the time, Yeah, again, honestly. a lot of this stuff, and that's that's the problem with cur- like a lot of the criticism of this stuff, is a lot of this stuff is very minor and treated as very minor because yeah, at, the, it's end not of, at the end of the day, what like, matters the is... pal the pal villain plot isn't the main focus of the story. Yeah. It's just what drives the actual <laughs> important part of the story. Yeah, it's the conflict that, that leads launches, to the main conflict. Yeah, it's, the, it's the conflict that is forcing uh katie and her dad to finally reconcile it's like the whole sean of the dead it exactly. an apocalypse <laughs> it for took them an to apocalypse change. for him to change <laughs> exactly uh but so yeah. yeah oh look there's a creepy little silverfish going ah, across the floor these things are horrifying oh my gosh honestly the creepiest bugs this in is existence. what we get for recording in the basement <laughs> <laughs> oh, i hate those things they're like millipedes but like if millipedes were like creepy <laughs> and could like come through drains Ew. Ew. <laughs> I don't like it. they have like okay so if you've never seen one before they have like these weird spiky legs they're called silverfish right I'm I, don't I don't know i don't know because i feel like silverfish are like an actual like thing and those aren't it i don't know yeah see that's not a, we don't have silverfish that's not a silverfish silverfish are creepy though they look super similar no see look there yeah yeah what is that What is that called? No, that's not it. Hold up. Yeah, no, those are, that's it. It's just ours are a little grayer.
1: Because that says
0: it's just a type of centipede. Oh, interesting. Maybe it is just a type of centipede. I don't know. I've called them silverfish. Yeah, we've always called them silverfish. They look really similar to silverfish. Yeah. And, I mean, they come up out of drains. But this is completely (laughs) off-topic. Bug walks across the floor, recently logged, gets completely off Welcome (laughs) to recently logged the bug bug cast. The bug cast, where today we're breaking down some of our favorite insects. (laughs) I'd listen. Insects are pretty interesting. I would listen. I love... uh, Hey, I want to take an entomology class. I mean... Uh, pretty pretty based i should say. yo if you know any college courses <laughs> for entomology based. hit me up i need i need to, to pump the entomology into my veins <laughs> Mike, you can quote me on this entomology is based <laughs> um but yes uh l- let's go ahead and get into our closing thoughts Yeah, i don't so, really have too much yeah more... wrap this up wrap this up in a nice little bow yeah Okay, so we Google image searched them because we found the little guy. I went over of and took a picture of the. And they're they're called house centipedes. Um, <laughs> and they are look freaky, look them man. Up. Like freaky. I'm sure you've probably seen them. Apparently, they're an invasive species. Of course, um, they are. <laughs> that has taken over, and they live really well in houses. Ugh. That's their first place they go, which is why they got the name house centipede. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, they're freaky. But yeah, look them up. They're creepy. I can't believe that's only 15 legs. Wait, really? Yeah, it, says, oh my it gosh. says with up to 15 pairs of... Oh, pairs. Oh, pairs. Okay, legs. I was like, that's, I was the, like that's, that's like 30 legs. But Okay, but yeah, yeah 30 legs. Okay. <laughs> but still, look these things yeah, up. Yeah, they're freaky, man. One walked right into the studio, if you can even believe it. Hey, look, here's a How to Kill House Oh my gosh, that one looks really big. <laughs> well, no, that's that's how they look if you zoom in. Look at this uh, picture I took of one. Creepy. Ooh. <laughs> They're horrifying if you look at them up close. Okay, wow. Okay, well, this is the closing thoughts segment for Mitchell's versus the Machines. Uh, Welcome back. <laughs> here we go. Uh, do, who wants to go first? Do you want to go first? Uh, I'll go first. All right. Do um, it. So yeah, in closing, I think this is a really fun movie. I think it's a really sweet movie. It's got a lot of heart. It's got some, you know, unique, not inherently groundbreaking, but pretty like forward-moving stuff and animation and story and characters um it has some personal qualms with me i just feel like like i said it feels kind of surface level in some ways for me Mm -hmm. but you know i don't think that takes away from the heart of the movie that i do genuinely think is really really like well made and really really from a personal place for the creators yeah i mean fair enough uh it's a little hard to believe that this is like michael's directorial debut also it looks awesome (laughs) yeah like it just looks really good like as a debut fantastic like if you're if you're gonna go up from here if you're if you can only get better from here like this is a great jumping off point yeah um to sum up my thoughts on it uh It's very visually creative, which, I mean, obviously is one of the biggest appeals for me personally. I don't know why. I mean, uh nice visuals are nice visuals I mean, what are you gonna it do it has <laughs> it has a protagonist that i relate to pretty deeply so it g- kind of gives it an edge in my book um hey what is that what, what is that lately is that just what? like y- y- a bunch of young filmmakers are starting to make stuff that like you got soul and you <laughs> well, got I mean and... the the entertainment industry The internet has affected it so much that I do feel like a lot of young uh, filmmakers are popping up all over the place. I feel like, essentially, the culture has turned around onto itself to where now the media is made about the people who are making the media. (laughs) Exactly, because content creation is so, like, public now. Like, everyone knows that, like, movies are made, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, it's just interesting. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, sorry for interrupting. Yeah, um very creative visuals um super great emotional core to it um really heartwarming uh the character dynamics are fantastic uh a lot of the comedy is in my mind really great um but yeah no i just think it's a really solid movie i would love to see what michael works on next honestly <laughs> like i don't know where he's going to go from here <laughs> um and of course I always love seeing another Lord and Miller produced movie. Yeah, go check this out on Netflix. That's Definitely. that's the Moral check it out. Go watch it. Tons of people it's have great. Netflix. Go yeah. check it out. It's fun, whether you think it's a masterpiece or not. It's just like it's a fun movie. It's a great movie, <laughs> yeah. I mean like with a pretty good message, especially if you're around like Robbie's age or even my age going forward towards mm-hmm. College. Oh, college. Oh, no. Same with Soul, though. Thousands of dollars a day. Like I said, like Soul, Soul and this are like the <laughs> hey, you're graduating double. Feature. I was about to say it's kind of it's kind of funny actually that these two movies have come out right like right as I'm graduating, and I'm like oh man, these are hitting a little close to home, don't you? Think? <laughs> but yeah, no, I ah oh, man. It's hard to believe that those two, like, have come out recently because, like, since I just got into movies, like, a few years ago, quote-unquote got into movies, <laughs> um, like, it's weird that, like, good movies are coming out. Yeah. You know? You know, you're, you're used to just... Because like, I'm used to, like, anytime I see a good movie, it's usually, like, something old. You yeah, and now, like, new good <laughs> movies are coming out, and it's weird. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> All right, but um, for time's sake, let's... Uh... Let's uh let's go into what we watched this this past week. We'll we'll try and make it pretty quick. Yeah, there is a get you on your way. We, yeah. we were pretty darn busy working yeah, we were, this week. Like I said, I got no sleep for like forty-eight hours. <laughs> <days. laughs> so we were yeah. we were a little busy the past week. <laughs> so yeah, let's let's get that wrapped up pretty quick. All right. Welcome to our final segment, our the recently segment. logged segment, really. Uh, we call Whoa. it our what we watched, but for those of you who don't know. Uh, it's where we talk about what we've logged on Letterboxd, which Letterboxd is like a social media film platform. It is the social media film platform. <laughs> and we just go over whatever we've logged with in the past week. That includes uh, films and short films and sometimes sometimes uh, TV series, shows. yeah. TV show style things. Um, what date are we starting at? Do you We're know? We're starting on the 25th, for what I would say. Cause, okay. Like, I didn't talk about from there on last week oh yeah true true okay um then let's get into it we got a few bit of ground to cover <laughs> all right for me i don't have that much oh wow i've all watched in. i've watched it a all lot. on one page oh okay um for uh, 26 on the 25th oh you right right i watched right. uh or at least i finished the falcon and the winter soldier which i did actually talk about last time mm-hmm. i forgot about that <laughs> i'm like why are you bringing this up like <laughs> never mind we should start on the 26th yeah so yeah, on the twenty sixth, we watched a uh, train to Busan. Yeah, rewatch, baby. Very good. Always very good. Kind of spontaneous rewatch. It was ah, it was always quite good. Always surprises me that this is actually good. Like I think about it, and I'm like, oh, I remember that <laughs> kinda, kind of kind of bland CGI and gray. But then I'm like, dang! But the movie oh is my actually gosh. really good. That ending scene is so good, bro. Just all of the ending <laughs> of this so movie good, is so amazing. I um, gave it four and a half stars. I gave it a four. I don't think it's I don't think it's quite there. It's that that ending is amazing, but I think act the act one act two transition is kind of yeah, rough. I can see it. No, I'm being and pretty... a lot of act two is pretty bloated on the whole. I'm I'm being pretty generous. Yeah, you, no, being you're being, you're and you're and a half, being a bit generous like, given four and a half. I really like Train to Busan. Yeah, no, it, oh man, it's it's great. Uh, if you've never watched Train to Busan, go watch Train to Busan <laughs> with uh, your. Uh, parents permission with the parents permission <laughs> it is uh not rated but it it is got a tv mature like, yeah it probably it probably be an r just for the i mean it's a zombie it's movie what and do you there's expect not really anything else in it yeah there's nothing yeah. there's not much else in it uh, on the 27th we watched sharpay's fabulous adventure rewatched rewatched Sharpay's Whoa. fabulous adventure hey oh. still very fun in hey, my now. opinion uh, yeah it's it's a pretty fun movie it's still funny that it's like an unofficial official high school musical sequel. Yeah, for real. Like and apparently they're like the version that's on Disney Plus, they cut out a scene. Like it literally was Yeah, no, we did, we had seen this before and apparently it was a different cut of the movie where they include a scene with Ryan in yeah. it, and in the cut that we saw, which we were like we told our <laughs> mom about. The cut that was this, on Disney Plus, yeah. And then the cut on Disney Plus doesn't have it, which I was very disappointed. I was very yeah, I was disappointed. But it, it's not I I mean it's about on the same level as like the worst high school musical movie it'll yeah, probably a little, probably worse, a little but, worse than the worst high school but it's still movie. fun it's yeah. still a fun movie. i gave it two and a half i also gave it two and a half some of what you did on the 27th uh 27th did you watch anything not anything else besides <laughs> oh, okay. fabulous adventure uh i watched a pretty fun little short about cajun cooking called yum 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 a taste of cajun and creole cooking uh it was on the criterion channel we visited Louisiana a few weeks. Oh, I guess like a month ago. I was about to say More it wasn't than a few that. weeks. It was, uh, it was a while ago, at and this it's point. interesting. I don't know. It was a fun little short. You should check it out. And I watched Brighter Summer Day, or rather, a Brighter Summer Day for the first time. One of the highest rated movies on Letterboxd. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really good. <laughs> like I don't know. Um, it it's, it has like a four hour runtime, and I don't know. I, I I had a lot to say about it. You can go read my review for it on Letterboxd if you want to. Um, it it's it's really grand in scale and it's based on a true story. It's like an anthology movie kind of thing. <laughs> so there's a lot to digest watching it. Um, but it was very good. You should go watch it if you uh, like have never heard of it or anything. With a parent's permission, of course. Uh, On the 28th, 28th, um, I watched the Psychology of (laughs) Dream Analysis, uh, Ryan Johnson short. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I watched it for um, my Brick video, which is out right now on my channel, which also... I uh, am doing a giveaway on my channel. Uh, yeah. Coming, like, I think the video should be coming out, announcing it in a couple of days. It's my 100 subscribers giveaway. Unless I unsubscribe, Mike, and then will the video No, we're at 101 up. subscribers, so what if I, one person could unsubscribe I can, and it'll I'll be convince, I'll convince Haley to unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But, yeah, we're, I'm doing a giveaway, so if uh-huh. you are interested in that, I'm giving away some movies with some, some movies. custom covers, so that'll Ooh. be cool. But, yeah psychology of dream analysis was very good you're like listening to recently logged i'm gonna give away some movies no micah i don't like movies (laughs) (laughs) uh what did you watch on the 28th 28th i watched uh, a few shorts a few short films if you will uh first one being uh werner herzog herzog yes eats his shoe uh which is a 1980 documentary about a director who eats his shoe to help promote uh an up-and-coming director's film, and it was quite good, like very good. He eats a shoe. He like no the the short literally is um him talking about like a lot of his philosophy and filmmaking while he's cooking his shoes. <laughs> like they season them, they put a, like garlic in them, like they cook them, and then like he gets to the panel that he eats the shoe at for which is like Bro, for I the premiere like of the movie. You. I mean, they're like leather shoes. It's edible if they're leather i guess yeah no um they actually it's pretty funny at the end like he only eats one shoe obviously isn't he doesn't eat both of them uh and he doesn't eat the sole or anything because those have like the tacks and stuff in them like this is from the 80s yeah um and they like put the shoes in like amber at the end like it's 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 a really great short especially for an aspiring filmmaker it's it's got a lot of great stuff i can't wait to watch some of uh Mr. Herzog's uh, filmography because he seems to have a pretty great grasp on filmmaking. So, And then? Uh, and then I also watched Happy Anniversary, which is a 1960s short. It's kind of in the vein of something like... Um, a Chaplin movie or something like that. It was it was that kind of movie like a physical comedy thing, which I was not expecting from the poster. <laughs> um which is it looked it looked like it would be quite depressing, but like it, it was just a fun little romp. It it wasn't very great. I mean, it, I gave it like a 3 out of 5, so. And then on the 29th we watched the <laughs> 2021 movie. Oh yeah. Godzilla versus Kong, <laughs> which was pretty bad, but better than uh king of monsters i literally my review for it literally is just a definite improvement over king of monsters but holy cannoli these films are not my cup of tea i gave it two stars yeah i gave it two stars if you want to read my review it gives some more detail but like it's really it's fine eh, yeah it's whatever i I think it's a pretty it would make a better ride than a movie (laughs) that one section i kept saying it would be like, a great ride Like I know, I know that's kind of funny because because <laughs> the we, we have the whole theme the park MCU, thing with Martin yeah. scorsese but this would actually make like a good <laughs> ride in universal <laughs> yeah uh, also on the 29th we watched or rewatched knives out one of my favorite movies also while editing my brick video because i wanted to inject some ryan johnson content into my veins yeah if you want to hear what we thought about uh, knives out uh, you can go listen to our episode we did featuring uh, Zach our, Cole, Zach Cole, our cousin, a, a good cousin, good good friend, a good a good cousin, a good cousin. <laughs> a good cousin. <laughs> yes. Did you watch anything else on the 29th? ninth? Uh, I mean, technically, yes. I watched uh, Early Man that night, like late that night, late enough that it was yeah. the thirtieth. Um, and I had been looking forward to seeing it since twenty eighteen. I I want to complete Ardman's filmography, which is the uh, studio that animated this. Um, yeah, I mean, it was. About what I expected. I wasn't expecting much, so I don't know like, I, mean, I didn't it, watch it, so I don't know if it was any good. How did I how did I describe it? Um uh, I, here's what I said in my review. I'm still pretty new to Ardman, but I'm finding that some of their films fall into the feeling of this is kind of mediocre, but in a charming way. And I think that's the best way to sum up how I feel about this movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was fine. It it was it was a cute movie. Any anyone looking for a movie to just turn on in the background, this is a fine fine movie to do that with. I gave it a three out of five. Uh, I didn't watch anything on the 30th, but you did? I did. I watched, for the first time ever, my first concert film, um, Stop Making Sense, 1984 film uh, directed by Jonathan Dem. I'm guessing. Demi. I don't know. <laughs> it's, um, the guy who directed Silence of the Lambs. Uh, and it's a Talking Heads concert. Which, if you're unfamiliar with the Talking Heads, you should go listen to their music. Um, uh, should you though? I don't
1: and think you should. <laughs> I
0: absolutely adored this movie. Like, I adored it so much. It's now, I it has dethroned La La Land as my favorite movie, like of all time. <laughs> and that's that's saying something because I really love <laughs> La La Land. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's fantastic. Um, I could probably talk about it for ages. It's so good. But let's not. It's cemented. It has cemented David Byrne as one of my favorite artists just ever. Like, on the planet. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, then on the first, we watched The Mitchells versus The Machines for the first time. Yeah. Uh, on the second, I watched Teen Titans Go to the Movie, which... <laughs> Go to the, the movies. movies. I should say. <laughs> which is... It's very funny. we should do an episode on it sometime but it's it, it's interesting you it's could talk it's about pretty it flawed a it's funny though but it is really it's really funny it's more funny than anything the show ever put out so yeah uh, man it's it's funny it's one of my fa- it's one of like my quote-unquote guilty pleasure movies it's not bad but i like, gave it i gave it four stars it's it's pretty dumb uh did you watch anything else on the second i watched i i re stop making sense again because uh, I, I really liked it. <laughs> oh yeah, and then we watched that and we watched 22 show. And we watched um, the Soul spinoff short, uh, or rather prequel a short. short made off of my least favorite part of Soul. Uh, about Tina Fey hating humanity or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a short made off of my least favorite part of Soul. Yeah, I gave it a two and a half. I said it was pretty harmless. I didn't log it, because <laughs> I don't really log shorts usually. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, then on the third we Mitchell's versus the machines. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and 10 things I hate about you. Yeah. Which Robbie watched for the first time. It was a rewatch. Yeah, for me. No, this is the first time watching it. So according to Mike, it was like essential viewing or something. I don't know. No, I just thought it was good. I, I think it was pretty influential to like this genre going into the two thousands. Yeah, no, I, I, I can see that it's, it's pretty funny. It's pretty inventive. I like a lot of the like character stuff in it. Um, the cast is really, the cast good. is really good too. Um, but yeah, no, the solid movie. I gave it a seven out of ten. I gave and it a half. four stars. I I think it's pretty good. I Um, I have a feeling I might enjoy it a little more on a rewatch maybe because I wasn't like paying a hundred percent attention to it. And we stopped it for like 20 minutes three times. (laughs) We kept, we kept (laughs) stopping, like taking these big breaks between like sections of the movie. So obviously that brought it down a little too. Yeah. No, you should watch it like all the way through But I mean, yeah, it was, it was a fun movie. I'd probably turn it on like late at night sometimes. Yeah, no, it's definitely (laughs) one of those like, yeah, it's like, let's turn on 10 things I hate about you. Yeah, throw it on. Gather around. Let's throw that one on the screen. (laughs) But yeah, no uh watched a lot of good movies i got i got a new favorite movie that's pretty big in the context of my movie <laughs> that's life That's pretty big right <laughs> in the context of if if you care about me as a a critic quote unquote which i'm not trying to be i don't, I don't want to be if you care about me as a <laughs> critic uh I think the fact that I have a new favorite movie is pretty important to that uh, narrative of my life. (laughs) Time to go rewatch Lawrence of Arabia. It's so good. Both both Stop Making there we go. Sense there and we Lawrence go. of Arabia. There we go. There's where your your kind of favorite movie would be more Stop Making Sense and my kind of more favorite movie would be Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah, Stop Making Sense is on Prime right now. It's under an hour and a half, so go watch it. There's no, there's no reason for you not to go watch it. <laughs> Except for not liking the Talking Heads, which is very valid. Okay, but Talking Heads is one of the best bands to come out of the 70s and 80s. Um, not true, though. And their music is fantastic. Not true, though. anyway uh, (laughs) thanks for listening I hope you enjoy this sorry for being a day late uh thank you for understanding because we needed rest <laughs> is there any personal stuff you want to shout out here at just the end? like check out my channel because i'm gonna do a <laughs> giveaway and yeah. it'll be fun and you don't want to miss it and i just put out a video <laughs> <laughs> okay uh i put out my first ever blog post on my website which is linked in the description of this podcast Ooh. um and you can go read it it was covering everything we did is my channel linked in or the description? not we uh yes it is everything i did uh during the month of april and it has some fun stuff for you guys to check out too if you want to go read that it is at robbiegrayway.com, and there's a blog pa- uh, blog like page that you can go to and oh. read it ha 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 <laughs> i got another subscriber so now you'd have to get <laughs> three people to unsubscribe i'll get luke to unsubscribe oh no <laughs> i got connections am i going do it for the job ch- <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay but we'll see you guys next time thanks for listening uh go watch mitchell's versus the machines it's a good movie yeah <laughs> and we'll we'll see you next week next week probably shrek the third shrek the third Hopefully, if controversial we get, movie if we can get our hands on it so, or, yeah. i don't know in the trilogy <laughs> uh, go check out the house centipede <laughs> oh no <laughs> don't no <laughs> bye guys we'll see you next week <laughs>